0: You can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us.
1: Here's Pastor Mike. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Calvary Chapel. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 11 this morning. Truth bomb. Verse 45, it says, Then one of the lawyers answered and said to him, Teacher, by saying these things you reproach us also. So you have to love this guy. You know, it sounds like us lawyers too, he says. (laughs) Jesus doesn't disagree. Yep. Verse 46, the the fourth woe. Woe to you also, lawyers, for you load men with burdens hard to bear, and you yourselves do not not, not touch the burdens with one of your fingers. So these are things that the scribes and the experts of the law were doing putting burdens on people that they couldn't keep themselves and you know basically weighing heavy upon people it'd be like telling somebody well you have to keep the ten commandments you know well i mean which ones wouldn't you want to keep of course they're important but have you kept the ten commandments and as we go through it and we see what what the ten commandments say and what jesus said about the ten commandments we realize we're guilty of all of them the Ten Commandments are not there to, to make us righteous. There's nothing about the Ten Commandments that, that, that help us. It just condemns us and drives us to the Savior. That's why Paul would say to the Galatians that the law was a schoolmaster which leads us to Christ. But once we're, we're, once we're at full maturity, once we come to Christ, we're no longer under the schoolmaster. Because he writes his law upon our hearts and on our minds. He changes who we are from the inside. And that's what we're talking about, this inside transformation that the law and the, and the teachers of the law could not do for anybody. And, and I think that it's important as we, as we think about that, you know, and what he's condemning them here for is not putting burdens on somebody else that we can, ourselves cannot bear. I love what Paul said to the Romans. In Romans chapter 15, verse 8, he said this, For I dare not dare not to speak of any of those things which Christ has not accomplished through me in word or deed to make the Gentiles obedient. In other words, Paul Paul's saying, I'm not going to go and preach to the Gentile churches and, t- and teach theory to them. Well, theoretically, this is how we're supposed to be. No, he says, I have to allow Jesus to work it out in my own heart and in my own life, and that's what I'm going to teach to the people. And that's what I, I mean, from the time we started the church, I, this, I take this verse very seriously. And I'm not going to teach you guys things that are theory to me that I haven't seen worked out in my own life and the lives of those around me. And I think it's important that we understand that. You know, how does this all work? And well, we need to figure that out before we start trying to teach it. Right? In verse 47, the fifth woe, woe to you, For you build the tombs of the prophets, and your fathers killed them. In fact, you bear witness that you approve the deeds of your fathers, for they indeed killed them, and you built their tombs. Therefore, the wisdom of God also said, I will send them prophets and apostles, and some they will kill and persecute. And the blood of all the prophets, which will be shed from the foundation of the world, may be required of this generation from the blood of Abel, To the blood of Zechariah who prophesied between the altar and the temple, yes, I say to you, it shall be required of this generation. And it is interesting that this generation was the generation that received not just the Messiah that they would reject, but but God would send Titus the Roman in and destroy the city and the sanctuary in Jerusalem. There'd be hundreds of thousands of Jews would be killed, the slaughtered laying like carpet on, on the streets of Jerusalem. In the hills of Jerusalem, and then a few years later, during the Bar Kokhba revolt, every Jew would be driven out of Judea and would remain out of Judea for almost two thousand years, which is amazing. You know, this this fulfillment that that would be so so accurate of what Jesus would warn them of. And and, but this is really interesting what Jesus is doing here because you have to understand often when God would send these prophets to go and prophesy against these people and these nations he would go in and He prophesy against them because they were worshiping Baal or because they were worshiping Ashtoreth and they were doing abominable things before the Lord or they were, they were sacrificing their kids to Moloch or something like that. And, and he would send the prophet in and say, you know, Yahweh's going to come and destroy you for your evil deeds or drive you out of this land. But that wasn't the case in Jesus' day. These people, for the last 400 years since the Babylonian captivity, had been Jew through and through. They, they did not worship idols. You don't find idols in the households of the excavations of people during this, this period of time. But notice that everything that Jesus is saying about these guys is that they were putting on a show and putting up a front. They had become, rather than lovers of God over the time of the 400 years coming back into the land from the captivity of Babylon, they had become political and their Messiah was a political Messiah. It was a Messiah who was going to deliver them from the, 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 the things of Rome, you know, the, the oppression of Rome. And, and they were not really looking for a, a Messiah to come in and to reform them and to, to show them the truth. And they were looking for a Messiah to fulfill all their wishes. Which I think sometimes we can be guilty of those things as well. At the end of the day, they didn't want Jesus to mess it up for them their perfect life, everything that was going on. And because of that, they would create, even though they didn't worship all the balls and the astro's, and even though they didn't kill any of the, well, they did kill John the Baptist, but, but they would kill Jesus. They would kill the one that all the prophets spoke of and would would point to. And, and they would be guilty of building the tombs of the prophets and that their fathers had killed, and for crucifying the one to whom all those prophets spoke. And so Jesus is right. As he spoke these things to them, You know they were guilty of all of that. And, and so the sixth woe, verse 52, woe to you lawyers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge and you do not enter in yourself. And those who were entering you in, you hindered. And, and so basically what he's saying is you guys, as the religious leaders, are the, the guardians of the word of God. You have the word of God. You've studied the word of God. You're the ones who people go to and look to and say, what is, what is God saying? What does God have to say to us? And of course, they didn't have Bibles like we do, in, you know, five Bibles in our house. They had the synagogue that might have had a copy of, the, of the, the Bible in the synagogue, but they depended upon these lawyers, these scribes, to study it and to teach them but they didn't and unfortunately that's the reality today you go to a lot of churches and not much bible's given you know not much bible's preached you know they don't go through the bible i mean you have the entire bible verse by verse chapter by chapter and it doesn't take very long to just go through the bible teaching through the bible that people start to feel comfortable reading and understanding their own bibles it really opens the door for people to be able to study and, and to get on fire for their own Bible. But, but they had closed that door. Instead of teaching them what God's word says, they kept teaching them what the traditions of men were. I, mean, I grew up in church. I heard a lot of sermons, but not a lot of Bible. And I think that that's, that's really dangerous. Remember what God would say to Philadelphia? He'd say, you've kept my word and am not denied My name. Sometimes in this, like Jesus in this text, we have to preach the unpopular things. We have to teach the unpopular things. There's a lot in this Bible I would never touch with a 10-foot pole if I just taught topical sermons every Sunday. And why is that? Well, because it would be weird to teach on 1 Corinthians chapter 11 ever if I didn't just turn the page. I would never do it. And nor does any other pastor who teaches topical sermons. They don't teach that passage because it's just too weird. Too much controversial stuff in it. But because we're just going through the Bible, we're turning the page, I apologize. Sorry, this is the worst chapter in the Bible, but here we go. <laughs> I, I, do, I do preface it with, yes, the worst chapter in the Bible is better than any chapter of any other book in the entire world, but every book has its worst chapter, right? And 1 Corinthians chapter 11, or maybe Genesis 38, are amongst those. Right, but we teach them why because they're in the Bible, and we're just going to go through verse by verse, chapter by chapter. But how easy it is to keep people from those hard things, those hard sayings. Verse 30, or verse 53, and he said these things to them. Notice they didn't just give him a standing ovation after this or invite him back tomorrow. Can you come back tomorrow and t- teach us more? <laughs> they said these, he said these things to them, and the scribes and the Pharisees began to assail him vehemently and to cross-examine him about many things, lying in wait and seeking to catch him in something he might say that they might accuse him. Now Jesus knew this was going to be the outcome. He knew this was going to be the outcome, but, but who was there? Who was there that heard these things that... Humbled themselves and said, "You know what? You're right." Was this before Jesus? Before Nicodemus came to him at night? I don't know. W- was was maybe Joseph of Arimathea there or someone else there? No doubt, this was for someone. And sometimes truth bombs hits unlikely targets, but it's going to have its purpose. It's going to accomplish its purpose either either to drive people away, or to, or to convict people and draw them in.